So last time we learned this talk of the Rebbe about what they express as the Hanukkah candles or the Shabbos candles. And we learned how the Rambam says the reason the Shabbos candles go first is because two things. He brings two examples. He brings an example from the laws of Sota water. Right. You erase the name of Hashem um, in order to make peace between husband and wife. And that underscores how the whole Torah is about making peace in the world. So, and that concludes um, this set of laws by saying the whole Torah is about making peace. So it's it means the example. Sorry, what was it? the example was from Moses Sota, and the conclusion is about the general theme: that the whole Torah is not like peace in the world. So, so uh, we, were, we were wondering about why does Ramam have to mention laws of Sota? Doesn't mention that in the Gemara, and and how come Ramam uses the word um, precedence versus the Gemara's words, which are more says the Shabbos candles are are more important. And what basically we discovered was was that the Rambam's opinion is the reason why Shabbos candles take precedence um, is because Hanukkah candles would want Shabbos to go first too. What page? Not ninety five. Yeah, one second. Shabbos candles. Shabbos candles would. would, would I'm sorry. Hanukkah candles would want Shabbos candles to go first as well. Why? Because both Shabbos and Hanukkah are about the same thing. They both about peace in the world. Since they're both about peace. So it's not um, it's not that that Shabbos takes precedence over Hanukkah candles. Is that since Shabbos candles achieve peace to your husband and wife because you're, when you're at home and you don't have light, so there's, there's some frustration, there's some angst, there's some there's some pain, and also people trip on things. So by having Shabbos candles at home, it brings a sense of peace to the home, and therefore the whole Torah is about peace. So Hanukkah candles are also about peace. An example from the Sota tells us that not only is the Shem's name erased for the sake of peace, Shem's name is written in order to be erased for the sake of peace. That that that, that means that the whole that, that you see something about Hashem's name uh, being written for the sake of peace in order to be erased. There's something about let me say this in English. Sorry, <laughs> we, we see something about. Uh, the fact that Hashem's name is erased for the sake of peace, that not just that peace is a higher ideal than Hashem's name, but that Hashem's name itself is about peace. And that's why Hashem's name is erased for the sake of peace. That's what Hashem's name demands. Hashem's name demands that peace should erase it. So so do with Hanukkah candles. Hanukkah candles themselves say that, that Shabbos candles should go first because the whole Torah is about peace. So if... If you're, if the whole Torah is about peace, then Hanukkah is part of Torah, and therefore Hanukkah will say too, we want Shabbos to go first. So then the Rebbe went deeper, and he said, "Don't just think this is about uh, the Torah being about peace, and therefore everything in Torah is about peace, and therefore Hanukkah are, are just one part of Torah, and this part of Torah also is about peace, and therefore, um, uh, as because Hanukkah is part of Torah." So therefore, uh, Hanukkah candles are are also about peace. That said, the fact is that we're learning this law from laws of Hanukkah candles. Um, 
tells us that there's something about Hanukkah that, that gives us this understanding. There's something about Hanukkah that's relevant to this specifically. So the first thing that we said was, well, Hanukkah is about the restoration of all of Judaism. Before the miracle of Hanukkah, it wasn't possible for Jews to give Judaism. So Hanukkah is about all of Yiddishkeit, all of Judaism, therefore it makes sense that Hanukkah candles um, do highlight the idea of what the Torah is about, because Hanukkah candles were Hanukkah's yante that restored the fulfillment of all the Torah. But then it says it goes deeper. The Ramam says this law that Hanukkah candles are, are that Shabbos candles take precedence over Hanukkah candles in the laws of Hanukkah, which tells us that this is something about Hanukkah itself. So we, what we discovered so far is that Shabbos and Hanukkah are both um, representative, they're both emblematic of two very generic themes in Torah. When God gave us the Torah, he said two things. Believe in me, don't believe in other gods. Those two things are related to all of the fulfillment of the Torah, the positive commandments and the negative commandments. Shabbos, unlike popular opinion, people think that Shabbos is about a day of don'ts, it's that Shabbos is a day of do. Shabbos is a day of rest in honor of Hashem's resting. Shabbos is about tranquility. Hanukkah, on the other hand, is about, we're celebrating the fact that there's nothing stopping us from keeping God's commandments. Hanukkah is about the removal of darkness. Hanukkah is about, there's no one oppressing us anymore. There is also a positive element of Hanukkah too, but that came later. We do say halal, we do like the menorah, that's, that's, that's after the first thing that happened in Hanukkah, which is, as Ramam, Ramam says, that the, the decrees were removed. Okay, so now we can understand about Shabbos candles and Hanukkah candles. The theme of the Shabbos candles is similar to the theme of Shabbos in general, which is a positive thing. We're on page Laman Gimel, line 16. Shabbos candles are about something positive, enjoying Shabbos. As the Rambam writes in the laws of Shabbos, that Shabbos candles are about adding to pleasure, adding to the glory of Shabbos. But practically, since Shabbos candles also um, have light, and therefore it's more comfortable in the home when there is when there are Shabbos candles there, so it also gives us. Um, something that removes evil, removes the negative feelings that when you're sitting in darkness. It removes the, the, the negative possibility of someone tripping. Hanukkah candles, on the other hand, they are about a positive thing. They're about publicizing a miracle. And therefore, be careful, says the Rambam, to light the, Shabbos, the Hanukkah candles because you need to publicize the miracle that God did for us. On the other hand, the reason why we are celebrating the events that caused this miracle was the removal of the decrees against Judaism. So, when there is a question, uh, which goes first, Shabbos candles or Hanukkah candles? So, the Ramam says in the laws of Hanukkah that Shabbos candles go first because Shabbos candles bring peace at home physically. So, it's understood that through the Shabbos candles, there will be more of a sense of peace than through Hanukkah candles, and therefore the Hanukkah candles themselves tell you that Shabbos candles must go first. Okay. For this point, 
At this point, the Rambam brings a proof that peace, that removing negativity is more important in favor of, of adding light and holiness. This is, Hanukkah candles publicize the miracle. Shabbos candles remove negativity of there being a, an angst and frustration of there be, being, being in darkness. So Ram says what goes first? Removing angst goes before adding holiness and adding light. So Ram says this is not just a law about Hanukkah or on page Lamed Gimel, line 43, but uh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, something in the entire Torah. God's name is erased to make peace between husband and wife. And that means that the, not just any of God's names, God has seven names. The highest of God's names is the name Yudki Yavavke, which is called the name of his essence. It's called the Shemim Mephirish, Shemim Yucha. It's called the unique name of God. And writing God's name on a piece of parchment is similar to, or is about bringing something very holy to the physical world. It's in God's name, putting on a piece of parchment, is about drawing a godly energy to a physical piece of parchment. So this activity of drawing holiness to the world is done with the intent to erase it, despite its holiness, in order to make peace in husband and wife. The point of adding the holiness to the world, the point of bringing this sanctity to this piece of, piece of parchment is in order to bring peace to husband and wife. So Raman continues and says, Ram Masbir, you want to look inside or look outside, whatever, we want to look, it's all good. On page, no, I'm going to listen. Okay. Ram continues and he says, Peace is great. Because the whole Torah was given to make peace in the world. The Torah wasn't given just to add a light and holiness to the world. Rather, the Torah was given in order to make peace in the place where there's argument when you have to remove the argument. Torah is about, not about bringing light, the Torah does that too. Torah is about removing the negative. So all of Torah mitzvahs, including those mitzvahs which are not positive, which it seems are just about something positive. Here, the Hanukkah camels, it seems, are about revealing the miracle. The Hanukkah camels, although they are about revealing light and holiness, their main purpose is to make peace in the world, to remove the opposition to holiness in the world. The world was created in a way that it is something that hides godliness. It, it, it's, it says in Tanya, the world that we live in is the lowest world, there's nowhere, low, there's nowhere lower than this world. It's a place of double and quadruple darkness, full of, the, full of evil, which is against Hashem literally. And it says, I exist, nothing besides me exists. That's what the world says. So the way to make a home for God is not through bringing light, but removing the clip, removing the evil, removing the darkness. So, so the point of the Hanukkah candles is also about removing evil. Just like God's name, it's it's brought down, bringing holiness down to the physical parchment. But what is it about? It's really about, first and foremost, removing the negativity. Let's explain this more deeply. But before we do, I'll tell you a story in, in this context. Hopefully, enough to both. Um, a friend of mine, he um, was very excited to um, light a menorah in a new section in Manhattan. Didn't have a menorah before. 
So he um, he uh, tried to set up his menorah on a Friday afternoon, and he was unsuccessful. But he kept on trying <coughs> until Shabbos came in. So he's in Manhattan. He didn't light Shabbos candles, Hanukkah candles himself, and he didn't light his menorah in Manhattan either. And he walks back to Crown Heights. You can imagine how he and his friends felt that they didn't light Hanukkah candles. They didn't. They, then why were they in Manhattan for no reason? They didn't, they didn't even light the menorah there. So he felt terrible. The next morning, the Rebbe began, next, next afternoon, when the Rebbe gave the next Fabrengen, the Rebbe spoke about the power of saying good morning and saying how are you and being friendly. And he said, the purpose of the Torah, as we just learned here, isn't only to um, bring light to the world. The Torah, first and foremost, is about removing the opposition, moving the darkness, making a vessel for light. It's easy to bring light once there's a vessel, but the first thing the Torah tells us is to create the vessel. That's what the Torah is about. So they said that when you tell someone good morning, you tell someone how are you, you, tell someone, how are you and you are, 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 are someone who is faithful to Torah mitzvahs, you're making them more receptive to want to hear something else about Torah mitzvahs. So saying good morning, saying how are you, something incredible goes a long way in making a vessel. So then they were continued. And so is too with the menorah. There is the light of the menorah, then there's an actual vessel of the menorah. And something about the vessel of the menorah that surpasses the lighting of the menorah. Just putting up a physical menorah without bringing light in that menorah is far more important than the lighting menorah itself. Just having the vessel itself in a, in a certain way. So you can imagine how they felt. They had a total affirmation. They was telling them, yes, it's great you put up the menorah. You made a vessel for holiness. You delighted, it, okay. But, but there's something, something incredible about just making a vessel for holiness. Of course, that was the wrong move. They should have withdrawn the council, but it's something they did accomplish. So, let's go a little deeper into this idea. True peace doesn't mean that there's no opposition. True peace means that you create a situation where there cannot be an opposition. That means you, you reveal how the force that seems like it's a op- force of opposition is not is not in opposition, it's not different. When we say that Torah was given to make peace in the world, what that means is, what's the true essence of the world? The true essence of the world is Torah, is godliness. That's what the world is about. That's why God created the world. So not only is godliness the reason the world exists, but as Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, God creates the world every moment, every single second, the world is being drawn out of nothing to exist. So what's the real reality of every creature? It's God, the true reality. The Yesh HaNivra, the created being, what's the true reality of the created being? It's the true, it's the creator. So the word world in Hebrew does mean to conceal. And the world covers the godly light in it. And the world feels like it's its own entity. It's possible to think, that the world does not need its divine energy because that's the way the world looks. It looks like the world, in the language of Avram Avinu, when Avram Avinu was trying to discover God, he said the world looks like a palace without anyone living in the palace. And therefore the Torah was going to make peace. There is no one who is, who is uh, running the show in this palace. That's how, it, that's how the world looks. It could look that way. It could appear that way. Without the Torah. And that's why Hashem gave us the Torah to make peace in the world, to make peace, so to speak, between the world and God. So that the world it should feel that the world is not a contradiction, not something that goes against godliness. Rather, the whole existence of the world is really God. That the Torah was given to reveal that the world is a godly place. 
So it's understood so that there are two kinds of mitzvahs you could do. A positive, a positive activity, something that will bring more light to the world, or a negative activity, removing the opposition. So the whole point of Torah is to make peace in the world, to reveal how the real reality of the world, the true reality of the world, is revelation of godliness. And this objective is achieved by, by removing the lack of truth in the world, which is covering godliness. You have to remove whatever, that which is covering the truth that's there already. The truth of the world is godly. So the purpose of the Torah is to make peace in the world, meaning to reveal its true, the true reality of the world, to reveal godliness in the world. This is very relevant to the general theme of Hanukkah. The victory of the Jewish people when they were able to achieve that there would be no more decrees against performing Judaism, um, this was achieved through the sacrifice of the Hashem by them giving their lives for Hashem's truth. Where does that, that dedication come from? Where, what inside of them motivated them to have such dedication? The dedication that they had in fighting this war comes from the deepest part of the soul, which is called Yechidah. That is the true source of peace. That's a place in the soul which doesn't have any opposition. In other words, we have various parts of our soul. Each part of our soul has a parallel animalistic part, a parallel thing that, that, that opposes it. Just like you could love good things, you could also love negative things. Just like you could be um, afraid of good things, you could be afraid of things which are, are inconsequential. Just like you could do good things, you could do not good things. Every, every power of the soul has a parallel, except for the essence of the soul. The level of Yechida, the bond, the essence of the Jew has, or the essence of God, is something which there is no opposition. It's, it's a bond that, that there is nothing in the world that has anything similar, that um, there's no similar attachment, like the attachment of a Jew to Hashem, in the level of Yechida. There's no, there's, no, there's no similar thing. It's a unique attachment that does not exist in anything else in the world. So that part of the soul, which is what causes Jews throughout history to give up their lives rather than give up their Judaism, that's what caused the Maccabim to go fight this war to, to, to make it, to, to allow us to keep Torah mitzvahs. They fought for Torah. It was the first war that was just about an ideal. It wasn't a war to, for, for freedom. It was a war for religious freedom. It was a war for, for an ideal, for values, for spiritual values. And that came from the essence of the soul. That, that, that's what the, the war was about. So what actually happened? They were successful. And what happened when they were successful? It wasn't that they just kept Torah mitzvahs. They revealed peace in the world in a way that there was no opposition. The Jewish people became the kings over Jerusalem again. It wasn't just that there was, that there was no opposition. It wasn't just that, that, that they won the opposition. What happened was that there was no opposition. The level of Yechida, what does Yechida accomplish? Yechida accomplishes what, in the level of Yechida, there is no opposition. So too, they created an environment through their dedication where there was no opposition, where they won, and they won, and that's all, and they are the kings now. So that's very um, in sync with what we're learning. What are we saying? The whole purpose of Torah is to make peace in the world. What does make peace in the world? It's not just that the world shouldn't fight against godliness, but to reveal how the world itself is godly, that there is no opposition in the world. That the world is not against godliness. The world looks, the world feels like it, it covers its truth. It hides its truth. It hides the Amazon. So the idea of the Torah is to reveal the true reality of the world. The world is not against godliness. 
that's that's the meaning of peace. Not just that the world's not opposing it, but there's no there's not, not, not just that the world's not actively fighting against it, but that the true reality of the world is its godly core. So Shabbos candles. What are Shabbos candles about? They're about making peace at home. So that is that there shouldn't be angst, shouldn't be frustration. People should should just feel good at home together. That's what Torah is about. Torah is about removing that which hides the truth. Torah also brings light to the world. That's true too. But the main accomplishment, the main purpose of Torah is to remove this sense of opposition, to remove this sense of fragmentation. And therefore, if there's a mitzvah that achieves that there shouldn't be a sense of frustration and angst, that's the mitzvah that takes precedence of the other mitzvah. So it's not just that Shabbos candles go before Hanukkah candles because Shabbos candles bring peace, and peace is a high objective. That's what all Torah is about. All Torah is about revealing the reality of the world, the world's not opposing Godliness. So, Rebbe concludes his talk and says, if during the whole year, you have to make an effort to encourage Jews, like Shabbos candles, that every Jewish girl, even before she gets married, as soon as she reaches the age of, of it, she's able to be educated, like Shabbos candles, she'll light Shabbos candles, if that's true a whole year. So on Hanukkah especially, there should be an emphasis in strengthening Shabbos candles. And this effort will bring an additional strength in all of the, the spiritual energy from that Hanukkah gives to days of Hanukkah itself and days after Hanukkah. And when all the candles of mitzvah, all the mitzvah candles will join together, the Shabbos candles and the Hanukkah candles, this will create a great torch that will illuminate the darkness of the exile. By the way, just someone told me yesterday that everyone said, how could it be the first night of Hanukkah you light just one candle. Torah says you're always supposed to increase in holiness. So I can just light one candle on the first night of Hanukkah. They have said because you also have the Hanukkah candles the year before. They're still here. The Hanukkah candles the year before. All the candles you've ever lit in your life accumulate. So it's not just you lighting one candle. You also have the eight from the last year, the eight from the year before. Okay. So when all the candles join together, there'll be a great torch that will illuminate the darkness of the exile and the Gula will come through Mashiach when, and that time there will be peace in the world There'll be no hunger, no war, no jealousy or competition, but Mashiach will rectify the entire world to serve God, as it says in the Torah, that then the nations will all be transformed to serve God with, with, with clear speech and with one consent. And the promise of Hashem, God says, if you will light the Shabbos candles, I will show you the candles of Zion, I will show you the coming of Mashiach, I will, call, I will show you the lighting of the menorah, in the, the, the third base of English. Okay. Wow. Any questions, comments? Yeah, go ahead. No? All right. No, it just seems that if Hanukkah, if it didn't, Hanukkah brought light, is bringing light to the world. Yeah. If Hanukkah didn't happen, we would be missing something, maybe. But Hanukkah came out through something that was a difficulty for the Jews. Right. I'm just saying, I mean, it's all meant to be that Hanukkah happened, but it seems like Hanukkah is... What you said is the Rebbe says adding light to the world, or sometimes it happens to be that that Hashem creates light from from darkness. The truth is, in another occasion, very relevant to this, Rebbe asked, "How is it possible to make the world a vessel for godliness, even though the purpose of the world is godly, godly, and there's the true core of the world is godly, but it's created to be the opposite of godliness. It's created, to, it's created to, to, to hide it. The word world in Hebrew means to conceal. How can you ever make the world itself a home for Hashem? And what it basically says is that 
Hashem put into the DNA of the world, so to speak, that the more that, that the darkness of the world summons more light. And when you're in a situation that, that you don't know what to do, what happens? You're forced to, to summon a deeper part of yourself to contend with that. But specifically, the, 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 um, Hashem made a mechanism in the world that the, 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 the darker it is, it creates, it creates more, more, more revelation, more light. So, so yes, it's true that Hanukkah was through more darkness, but, and, and as well, there's more light. That's, that's the way Hashem made the world. I saw yesterday on TV, PBS, an article on artificial intelligence. Yeah. And the key word that he brought up was consent. consent. Because the object of the rest of the world is to get universal consent of what they're doing and how they do this.